Hi fam, welcome to Unlaced Project. I'm your host Steph with co-host BT, where we unlace creatives, entrepreneurs, athletes, and the stories that make them who they are. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, and follow and like us on Spotify, or wherever you may listen to your favorite pods. We're here today with Jelani Jenkins. He played college football at University of Florida. Um, and then continued his career to the NFL, where he played the Miami Dolphins and had a couple other different opportunities. We're speaking with him today because post-athlete and post his career, he has developed a, a very unique niche where he's you know, found a passion to empower athletes with their transition into life, you mm-hmm. know, just more specifically and whatnot. But Jelani, we'll let you tell us about that. Tell us about just your career and then who you are and, and what you're doing here today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm Jelani Jenkins. So I grew up in Maryland, Montgomery County, Maryland, and ended up playing for the University of Florida. So went down to Florida, played there four years, got drafted to the Dolphins, played there four years, mm-hmm. ended my career with the Houston Texans and the Raiders. My fifth season, had a had a healthy career for the most part, but at the end I got injured and had some challenges with injuries and different things so my last year was my fifth year and i came out had some identity crisis type mm-hmm. issues yeah. was uh, was struggling to kind of get over that was was escaping in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. and uh was really what that time period which probably lasted about a year or so really led me down this path of wanting to help other individuals who are in the similar situation that I was in. That opportunity allowed me to kind of go through my own self-discovery journey. That's when I started like really diving deeper into meditation and yoga and journaling and reading a bunch of self-help books and ended up getting like invited to a Tony Robbins event. Wow. Walk- okay. Yeah. Yeah. Walked on fire. Like oh, you did it all. Listen to this. <laughs> Yeah, listen to this David Goggins uh, Can't Hurt Me book. Y'all might have heard of it, Uh but it's an amazing book. But listen to that and it propelled me to want to run a marathon. So I ran a marathon. Anyway, all all those experiences in that time period was really teaching me like the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. And so that experience along with where I was at, I wanted to really incorporate something that could help other athletes from a mindset standpoint, be able to perform at their best in life, mm-hmm. taking the gold skill sets that were experienced from sports and really finding something purposeful and a way to give back in, this, in the process. So right. that's where I'm at. And that's, that's kind of the motivation behind everything. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank that you. Is. I appreciate that's, it. That's lovely. So how did you, you go through, you have this high level of success in college with the NFL, most people don't do it, right? What's the statistics? Mm. Like 98, 99% of players don't get to go to professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that experience and then you come out, you have this identity crisis, which all athletes have, um, especially with us starting to play at a young age, right? Mm. You get into this sport and that's all you know. You're trained to perform at a high level in this sport. So how did you go from that to these experiences throughout that one year to create your service in your company, your program? Like how, how yeah. did you make that transition? Yeah. You know, it was initially, uh, I have this Polaroid picture that my, my wife, she took of me in that time period. I had like my headphones on. Um, I was playing Call of Duty. 
Mm. I had like this big old bong in front of me. Mm. I had like clothes all over the place and like empty plates around me. And I remember seeing that picture and it was like the first time where I saw myself on the outside in and recognized that like I wasn't in a good place. Yeah. Because before that, I was kind of able to kind of escape from what I was really going through. Mm. And so, like I said, meditation was really helpful during that time, journaling, a lot of self-reflection. Um, but ultimately, I think what really started helping me from a professional standpoint was uh, I got connected with a mentor. And he's the one who invited go. me to yes. the, the the Tony Robbins event. And he's still mm. a mentor to me today. Mm. And, um, and I've gathered three uh, like three new mentors since then that have all really been impactful in my journey to now i invested in a coach uh for to help and uh, it was a really an online course it's a group coaching program online course that okay. teaches you how to scale your online business okay so i started really between mentorships and just investing in like education and, and a coach were really what helped me transition into like being a professional and entrepreneur. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. how easy or how difficult was that process? Because you're going to performing at a high level on the field, right? Mm -hmm. And now this field looks a little different. Um, in terms of life. So how difficult was that transition for you? It was it was really difficult. And it was it was mentally difficult because mm. there were no like initially I didn't understand like the measurement of success in this mm. next phase is so different from um, our sports time. You know, right. we, we clearly can see when we're winning. We clearly can hear the crowd going crazy when we do a good play. You know, we see compare ourselves stats wise versus everybody else. But in that next phase, I'm like moving forward, but not necessarily knowing if I'm doing it the right way or like. I, I felt like I was working so hard, but I felt like everybody was working as hard as I was. Okay, because, right. True. Yeah, it's got that athlete mindset. And I didn't right. I didn't even recognize or realize like how quote unquote normal individuals who don't who didn't play sports, how they were operating on a day-to-day. -day. So I was just mm -hmm. like burning out and um all of that. But, but that was the main thing was 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 burned out, not understanding like how to structure my time and not knowing if I was taking like real steps forward. So yeah, that was, that was the most difficult thing. I think as athletes, like we know how to work hard. So I was yeah. cool with working hard. I just didn't, yeah. I was getting down, not knowing like if I was actually moving forward towards something or I was just scattered, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were those, you would say like the few main components that you really focused on during that transition? So was it meditating? You know, what was it tapping into your coach? Was it having faith in a higher power? Like what were those components that you really honed in on during your transition? Yeah, great question. It was definitely like the mindset. Mm -hmm. The meditation was was huge for me. And that was really the biggest that was the way I was able to like become more aware of the the limiting thoughts and the limiting beliefs yeah. that came up through meditation and just journaling after meditating. Reading was was very helpful, just constantly just feeding myself with more information, mm -hmm. removing the limiting habits in my life. So okay. I, I stopped playing video games. <laughs> not that it's limiting for everybody, but I was I was using it in a unfun like a not good way. Uh-huh. Just limiting my time on like social media, not like watching the news and like when when a yes. lot of the 
you know, the energy that's in the media and yes. that's constantly portrayed in the world, just removing myself from that and just focusing and really um, just writing down my goals, vision boarding, like just focusing on it and training myself to believe in that version of me. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I had to like eliminate the limiting beliefs that said I couldn't be couldn't more than it. an athlete. There you yeah. go. Hello. So. i think that's the like the just the the big thing with with former athletes is that we just have so much time on our hands now and we're not training the way that we did Mm -hmm. every single day when we were you know in it Mm -hmm. and you know Brittany and i we have um, we work with a lot of younger kids Mm -hmm. and who have these big dreams and big aspirations and one thing that we like to help them with is you know this is your plan a right? This is your ultimate goal. But what is your plan double A? You know, we don't like to use the word plan B because it sounds like they're not going to make it or we don't believe in it or somehow they failed. But what is something else, you know, you can do while you're pursuing plan A or, you know, when you finish plan A. But um, like I know for myself, when I was an athlete, you know, and people reach out and say, Steph, you're also good at this. You're also Mm -hmm. good at that. That was like, I had no idea about this or that because I was an athlete. So, right. Mm. Long way of saying, you know, after you've finished being an athlete and you reflected, how soon would you um, say is a good time to start thinking about your plan double A? First, I love plan double A. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I would I would say ASAP. Um, just just like you said, it, it's very difficult to to think about a plan B. Like yeah. when, when you phrase it like that, I know I've I've heard all the time like have a plan B, but like I didn't make it then right exactly that's how you feel yes if I didn't if I really focus on that plan b my plan a would like diminish in terms of Mm -hmm. so I love the double a first off but I would say as soon as possible I think the best thing that can be done is to a couple of things one thing is just seek new experiences so I mean, travel out the country. I know we, we're in a different kind of world right now, but mm-hmm. for me, it was good to be out of my comfort zone. And like, I took a public speaking class, which was way out of my mm-hmm. comfort zone. Like one of my friends, he did a, I forget what it's called for whatever reason, I'm, I'm blanking on it. Improv, improv class. Oh, improv. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. So just, just getting out of your comfort zone and seeking new experiences helps you see like, okay, maybe I'm passionate about other things or right. you feel yourself. Being, you feel yourself using that athlete mindset, mm-hmm. tactics in other ways. And it gives you confidence like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Absolutely. I can do this as well. And then also, um, like I said, like just seeking mentorship, seeking examples, seeking role models, finding ways to immerse yourself in in, in the things you're passionate about and just, just kind of going through life, experiencing as much as possible, as, as quickly as possible. Yeah. And you know, I think there's a tendency for a lot of people, and I, I was included, to like stay at home in your comfort, but just read and like watch YouTube and like intake as much information as you can, but you're still like in a comfortable place. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I, I would say get out there and 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 get comfortable being uncomfortable, get yes. comfortable being fearful, and and that's the quickest way to grow. Yes, 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 you know? yes. I think. Yeah. Um, with that, when you look at being an athlete, we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? We're in a lot of positions and states where we're in comfortable long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to train our body and mind at high intervals. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be open to coaching, right? We have to have mm-hmm. that mentor. We have to be open to coaching and then we have to apply it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, I think a lot of athletes, because we're not taught at a young age, how to do that outside of whatever our field or courses, um, we get lost in that shuffle on how to transition, but there are so many industries that look for specifically look for former athletes because of, they know that these key characteristics and attributes transfer over in your training in your services and working with former athletes. Have you found specifically um, certain industries that athletes tend to transfer over to or work better for them? Yeah, absolutely. I think entrepreneurship takes a level of like resilience and, mm-hmm. and belief that translates really well for, for any athlete. You think of things like, I, I'm trying to stay away from like the, the normalized, like coaching and, right, and right, you know, broadcasting. Yeah, right. Yes. There's, I mean, like public speaking, I think athletes have a story to tell that's very unique and a lot of people want to hear it. Absolutely. So that's a, that's a great transition as well. Sales Mm -hmm. is, is, is Mm -hmm. also something like athletes are, I mean, like we understand how to rebound after a no, but like, there's Mm -hmm. also a competitive nature to it. Um, A lot of sales positions, like they work on commission. So it's, it's a naturally competitive kind of field. It, I mean, it translates in all in all places. I was actually just having a conversation with with an individual yesterday. He's he's a kind of a big time individual in business, yeah. but he was just talking about how he he doesn't enroll anybody if they did not have any type of like team sports background. I'm telling <laughs> that's you, how, that's how yeah. serious yes. it is. Mm-hmm. It and is knowing like how to do your job and operate as a team towards one goal, but like specifically doing your job at a very high level, mm-hmm. counting on the people around you to do their job when their specialty is something here and your specialty mm-hmm. is here. It's just a, it's just a huge, huge advantage that we, we worked mm-hmm. on our whole lives, you know? I'm glad that you did not say, you know, coaching, coaching. and training. And, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, we have to do such a better yes. job as mentors to, I mean, I got a kinesiology degree. She Shout did. Shout out to you. I did too. Applied oh, to I, was gonna say, yeah. I was going to say, I bet yeah. we all got the same degree because that's what our coaches told <laughs> us to communication, do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. since being around kids now, I have never pushed kinesiology. That's just such a regular thing to do. Yeah. And mm. I haven't used it again. Unless a kid comes to me and saying, I absolutely want to be a coach. I absolutely want to train people. You're right. I mean, business is better you know, sales, all these other things that we're just more, we have talents in already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm glad that you weren't just like, yeah, coaching, training, Yeah, you know, go be yeah, an official. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the natural path. I mean, I, you, I understand it, but mm-hmm. you expand your mind too. I think right. another, another little sleeper industry is film as well. Yes. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Film, yes. Film, film operates as a team and mm-hmm. it's all, for like this one moment but you practice you lead up to it you you go through walkthroughs and rehearsals but as soon as they say you know on your, you know set and it goes like everyone has to perform mm-hmm. and then it's cut it's, it's, it's very reminiscent of like right everybody has to do their job in that moment and yeah. when they do it the right way it captures the magic of the moment and you 
you see it on the on the um, on the screen. So mm-hmm. film is another one that I think athletes mm-hmm. do really well in. I agree, and I and I feel like that. I mean, I, I'm the I'm the one that got kinesiology kinesiology mm-hmm. coached, was an official <laughs> trainer, did, did the exact same, know, and I feel yeah. like that made me stay stuck in that transition yeah. longer, you know, because mm. it's, you get that game day feel, you're still an athlete, you're still around athletics, but it's not quite, mm-hmm. you're not quite yeah. doing it. But as soon as you stepped out and, you know, got creative, you know, mm-hmm. and fell into other industries and just used the part of your brain that you hadn't used before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that transition became much easier. Yeah. 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 Like I said, we, we, we have all these natural skill sets and they become second nature to us. And mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a confidence boost when you see it applied in a completely di- different industry, right. but you got to step right. out of your comfort zone. To get there, you <laughs> That's know? the point. So how do you pull, <laughs> you know, athletes who are used to being comfortable, used to finding success, used to having wins, and now they're pulled out. They're in this different field. How do you get them to jump out of that comfort zone and be uncomfortable? I think, I think the first thing is, is helping them get excited about a new mm-hmm. championship. Mm, yeah. You know, love it's, that. it's not the sports trophy anymore, but when you think about your ultimate vision in life, if you can get really, really excited about something, a, a version of you that feels good, that's serving the people that you love, that mm-hmm. you, you can you can think about every day and you really feel passionate about and you like train yourself to believe it, you know, it'll it'll help people get over that fear. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and then just kind of working with working with them on limiting beliefs like what what is the fear what is the belief behind the fear mm-hmm. um you know but it, but it's not it's not easy it's not simple and people have to be ready for the transformation yes you can't force them to want to go through it i know when i was going through my tough time i wasn't asking anybody for help like the ego was in the way of that <laughs> okay i was <laughs> yeah i was you know what i mean i was i was going through it thinking that I could do it on my own and not knowing I was stressed out. Like I said, mm. I was, I was just, I was just in that zone. So any opportunity for help, I wasn't even, I couldn't even see the opportunity because wow. I was locked in, you know? Wow. So people, it's not, it's not easy, but once I was, once I saw that picture of myself and I was receptive to it, then I found my mentor and then I got everything I, I needed, <laughs> you mm. know? Wow. Now let me take you back to like college and in the NFL, you hear about, and you went to a great university, Florida's great university. You hear about um, like player development programs that they have um, and the NFL and same thing with the NBA. They have these develop these programs that's supposed to set the athlete up um, outside of just playing the game from your perspective, like are these programs any good? Are they any use? Cause I, I feel like our, our boys are still coming out broke and our women mm-hmm. is what like financial components, our mindset components. Yeah. Are we really doing this the correct way? Is there yeah. a, a better way to do this? I, I think you can add to it. You know, I think there's a lot of value that you can get from, you know, getting told about like a networking event or a luncheon or like okay. some sort of uh job shadowing opportunities and financial person coming in and speaking to you like budget and save like that that's all important but if you don't deal with like the whole person or like the the psychological factor behind it 
Like there's a there's a reason behind like athletes going broke mm. that's mm-hmm. deeper mm. than just like lack of financial literacy. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, a lot of the, a lot of my money was spent escaping from a mm. trauma that I didn't know how to deal with. So mm-hmm. people are going out to the club more often than they need to spending money on like you know, strip clubs and all that. There's right. something there's something deeper that isn't being addressed. Right. And it's not just a lack of knowing how money works. Right. So right. I think the, these programs just have to go deeper into the psychology and also like address the real issue of athletes not feeling like they have anything exciting to like live for anymore. Or like feeling like life will never be as exciting again. Yeah. In the time playing sports. Yes. So it, there just needs to be more added to it that, that deals it. with the whole athlete, not just like like mentally, you need to learn how to do this skill set. Right, the, right. Cause know. that's what it seemed like that's where the focus is, is still mm-hmm. on just the performance on the field or on the court. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh it's just it's it's half the it's it's a small part of the whole game. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I would say they just need to add a little bit more. Cool. Uh, uh, um, what's, uh, the, what's that? I was going to ask you, where are you from? Me? <laughs> yeah. You ask that a lot. I do. Yes. My uh, my family roots are Louisiana. I, I felt it. No, you felt, <laughs> I felt it. it. And everyone says that. Yeah, like, I felt I it. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's like Baton, Baton Rouge. That's, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's awesome. just kind of wear that so we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Uh, LSU mm-hmm. all the way. Yep, yep. Go that's LSU. Funny. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Hey, that's all good. Uh, let's talk about Nyjah and Simone and Naomi. Man, yeah. it's been a a tough Olympics on the the mental. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's unfortunate because people are tagging mental health as this new age athlete. Mm-hmm. And it's like mental health is not this new virus, you know, didn't come on along with the coronavirus. And now we've got athletes struggling. It's always been here. Right. Mm-hmm. And mental health isn't just a breakdown. You know, mm-hmm. someone getting to a big stage and I can't do it, you know, today. Um, you know, it's a continual process and buildup and, you know, pressure and confidence and, you know, everything that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So now we have athletes like Simone Biles and Nigel Houston and, you know, Naomi Osaka who get to the big stage and really all of them, their biggest concern was I let down everybody, mm-hmm. you know, not just, I personally didn't get a medal today, but I let down everybody. Um, so if mm-hmm. you were, if you had an opportunity to help those athletes or athletes on that big stage, you know, what would you do or how would you address that? Yeah. I mean, they, they are individuals who, you know, obviously are performing at the highest of the highest, of the mm-hmm. highest levels. And with that comes the highest of the highest pressures. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, everything that I experienced, everything that you all experience. I mean, they, they're experiencing, I'm sure at a very, 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 very yeah. high level. You know, I, I think, when it comes down to like the the complexity of mental health therapy is is very 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 powerful to to really uncover like the deepest aspects of why they're going through that mm, right. um but i i would i would approach them the exact same way i approach anybody 
which is which is taking them through a, a real self-discovery process that like addresses all of them, not just that identity of an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And figuring out like what is it like how am I speaking to myself? How am I mm-hmm. how am I <laughs> acting on a day-to-day? Like a whole self-discovery process, giving them different tools to go through that process, how to reflect, how to really figure that out. Like I said, therapy is important if you really are going through something serious. Yeah. And then just continuing to nurture that. And I think ultimately surrounding them with a community of individuals who are going through something similar. Like they're the top of the top of the top. So it's going to be hard to find somebody who's going exactly what you're going through. But being around other athletes who are approaching life in the same way that they did their sport and, and being purposeful in that sense can be super helpful. So. Yeah, I think I think ultimately it's the same thing. Not just and, and the truth is is not just athletes; it's everybody right, <laughs> needs yeah, to right. like practice self awareness and, right. and figure out like what is it about how I'm thinking, how I'm emotionally feeling on the day to day, like my mm-hmm. actions. What is it about these things that are holding me back from ultimately where I want to go? Mm-hmm. And um, even if you make it to the Olympics, like after that there still has to be something, something. there right. that you want to right. go to some, some vision that you want to go to, or it's, you're going to feel stuck. You're going to feel like you're not moving forward. So, yeah, right. I think we see it with, well, before there, when I look at Simone, Naomi and Nyjah, I'm like, these are all individual sports as well. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, does right. that play a huge factor in it where you don't have this team camaraderie that you can pull on others? Um, does that how how large is that impact on them? And I'm how sure do you get huge. around that? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it's huge because they're they're not like you said, they're not really used to to um playing in that team environment. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's a, it has a, a, a bit of complexity to it for right. sure. Um, but ultimately I think just that community is important. Yes. So it would, it would be yes. new for them, but, it, but it's the same, it's the same thing. Like I would tell anybody, like eventually you have to move out of your comfort zone. Uh-huh. And even, even as athletes, even though like when we train, we're putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations, mm-hmm. just like we are very, um, what's the word we know what to expect. And so mm-hmm. we're, we're comfortable in that uncomfortable yeah. in our comfortable box. Right. <laughs> we're still you know knowing I mean? it could be right. A, B, C, or D. And I know how yeah. to react to that. We can just yeah. navigate better yes. in that box. Exactly. So we're uncomfortable in our comfortable box as yes. an athlete. So ultimately, you know, when that time comes, when, you know, she's looking at life outside of sports, when all of them are dealing with uh, life outside of sports, being uncomfortable and, and learning how to be comfortable in that state is, is super important. Yeah, and I think these athletes also just need to be told that, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, oh, Michael yeah. Jordan took a break from the game that he loved, you know, and we forget that. We just think he's Michael, and that's my favorite athlete ever. But he did the same thing. You know, he had to take a break. And mm-hmm. we're in this crazy nation where, you know, we okay taking a break from like relationships, right? That's right. okay. I need to find myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you take a break from a sport, it's, it's a, a wrap. Yeah. It's you know? a wrap. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what yeah. kind of people are we that sports have a higher standard than people? You right. know what I mean? So yeah. I think these people just have to, have to hear that, you know, it's okay. Take care of yourself yeah. for a minute. 
then come back, come back stronger. Yeah. Find something different. Yeah. You know, this yeah. isn't the only you that exists. Their personal mental health is, is more important than anything. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, just it it always comes first. So I, you know, I understand it because I, I was the type of player who would play it 70% and hurt myself more for my team. Mm. And like, you know, whoever they feel like they are playing for, whether it's their family or letting uh-huh. the whole USA down, like that's right. a lot of pressure. And yeah. I, right. I would, I would have trouble doing this. I would have trouble putting my mental health first if I knew that it would like possibly let down the USA, you know? Right. That's like Simone. <laughs> she said, I feel like I have the world on my yeah. head. The entire not my, my Not my mom and dad, not my yeah. siblings, the entire yeah. world. And this girl has already produced for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's so. insane. Oh, it's, it's insane. But shout, shout out to the women though. The women are, are leading the charge in this this uh this mental health conversation right. in sports so, so they're, they're amazing they're so amazing. true yeah so trailblazers in it <laughs> exactly exactly so what age do you start to work with athletes in your service so my particular postseason platform that i have we target like serious athletes okay so we say collegiate professional okay and then also like enthusiasts those who love sports fitness and would consider themselves like the identity of an athlete even if they okay. didn't like leisurely um now i work with high schoolers as well mm-hmm. middle school but i do that primarily through like camps which i haven't had yeah. in a couple of years because of covid right back going uh, next year but ultimately my service is really serious athletes and like the biggest the biggest thing is those who like really put their all into the identity of an athlete like really had mental pictures in their mind of themselves playing at the highest level mm. um so those individuals will get the most out of what we're creating at postseason mm-hmm. yeah. okay okay yeah, i yeah. love that i love that yeah, yeah it's cool it's cool. It's working. And do really you well. um do you offer online services? I'm assuming yeah. right now. Yeah. So person? it's okay. Yep. So it's it's all online at the moment. We have a website and then an app that should have been out today, but oh okay, it's coming. The, up. App, the app store is uh is asking more questions. It's still a review, oh, so it'll be out okay. uh, like Monday or Tuesday. But yeah, it's an app. They'll have access to online courses. Okay. Right now, there's one online course, the one I created called the Athlete Purpose Playbook. We're going to partner with other individuals to put more courses on there. But love it. Have access to online courses, um, community curated experiences. So there's like a social feed, like a news feed where they'll be able to communicate with one another. But also we have weekly curated like discussions, uh, guest panelists, guest speakers, mm. book clubs. I mean, just a whole... We call that the locker room. This is the community. Okay. Club. Okay. <laughs> then there's the the meeting room. So they'll get like weekly group coaching sessions as well and be able to like see a library of the past meetings and, and, and learn on that. So really it's online courses, uh community experiences, and uh weekly coaching. All all in and there. I love it. All in there. The I locker room, that. the playbook, and the meeting room. <laughs> okay. So what's the name of the app? So we can find it when it comes up. Postseason. Postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Postseason. You know, there's definitely a process of you know um, becoming a member. Okay. Uh, It's definitely an investment, Mm -hmm. but it's 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 one of those commitment type experiences where you invest in it and you really 
have everything that you need for life off the field. That's the whole point of it. Okay. So I'm going to take you for a a little twist. So I want to get your feelings on the name, image, and likeness as a (laughs) former collegiate athlete. So now we have, you know, our college players can benefit off their name, image, likeness, and some high school players we're seeing. Uh, Mikey Williams being one of the the first ones who's still in high school. I think he's a junior now, some junior senior. But the kid already has like million dollar endorsements. Um, So when we think of that, we're like, great, it's a great opportunity. But let's tap back into the mindset. And how do we prep our kids now to to have this platform to build themselves? Because now they're their own brands. Yeah, you know that's yeah. what they're building. So, what what's your feelings in that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not not easy to explain to someone that young whose brain hasn't fully <laughs> right. developed what to do yes. with that. Yes. Um, so, I mean, no matter what education you put in front of them, it's going to be hard to tell somebody that you know it's not easy. But mm-hmm. you know, I think the the biggest thing you do is continue to continue to support them. I think. If that is if that becomes the norm, then there's there's got to be like real programs in place right. to like lead them through. Or if they're if they're getting this off of an independent source and like not through the school or the program, then yeah. you know the program has to find a way to like provide something for them. A service, maybe, right? You know, something something has to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it gets tricky, but there's definitely nothing easy about that if they truly at that age like understand how to how to manage it and this can be a great thing it should be a great thing in in mm-hmm. theory you mm-hmm. know it's a great thing in theory mm-hmm. you just got to figure out how to best like implement the plan so it doesn't turn into a not so great thing yeah. you know? that's oh that's goodness. our fear that is our fear yeah. right now it's like what's the plan what are the stipulations like how's everything and it's still kind of up in the air on what yeah, this is gonna new. look like yeah it's, it's gonna be rocky for a little bit Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a learning, a learning kind of situation. But ultimately, I think the answers will come up. You know, leaders in this sector will will present ideas, but it's going to take like some probably hard lessons from certain individuals to learn from, you know. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. That's what I was thinking. Kids gonna lose money before they make money. Yeah. Yeah. Then you know, there's just the sharks out there. Right. Yes, right. Don't we know it? Mm. The sharks yep. out there who will who, take advantage of that, or mm-hmm. if that child doesn't have like as much support in their village, like at home, mm-hmm. you know, who's who's telling them when to say no to a certain deal that's not mm-hmm. great for them, you know? So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Just want to get your yeah. thoughts on that as someone going to Florida. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a big money school right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. for football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I get it. I get what they're going through, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you want to unlace them? Let's unlace you. All right. So we're going to unlace you. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to unlace you. Let's unlace you. Just looking at you and hearing your story and and what your mission is now with empowering athletes and, and such. The shoe that comes to mind for you is the Jordan 1 origin story from uh-huh. Spideyverse or Spider-Verse. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, you're the, the, the person that's helping Miles Morales, right? That Miles is struggling with who this new identity is and who he can become and how powerful he can be. And he just has to take that leap of faith to show just how truly powerful 
he can be mm-hmm. in whatever he's doing. So you're our, our Spider-Verse. Um, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. I love it. The origin story. Yeah. 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 You got to you got to start somewhere. That's you got to take that it. leap. I love that. That is that. it. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. it. I'm happy to be unlaced. Ah, we <laughs> yeah. love it. Well, thank you so much. We enjoyed you and I look forward to your project and your app helping yeah. tons of athletes and even athlete enthusiasts. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all the athletes some way, somehow. Um, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And so that mindset is, is produced the most successful people. So mm-hmm. I want to thank you and wish you well. Uh, thank you for having me, Brittany and Stephanie. This was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome interview. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything. I appreciate what y'all are doing. This is awesome. And uh, anytime I can support. Same here. All right. Yeah. Thank Have you, a thank good you. one. All right. Take care. Peace. Bye. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Unlaced Project. Thank you for listening to this episode. Talk soon.